I believe that adaptation is going to be the easy part. Uh, I, I believe that the difficult part is for us to, to accept that we are moving forward. We, we, uh, times are changing and we need to, to proceed. We need to find ways to accommodate uh, the best uh, provision of our services. Hello, and welcome to the Law Firm Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Griffiths, Executive Director of the International Lawyers Network. And my guest this week is Christos Ionides from our firm in Cyprus, LLPO Law Firm. Christos, welcome. We're so glad you could join us this week. How are you? Hello, Lindsay. Uh, quite good. Thank you very much for the invitation. I was expecting this. I tried to reschedule it a number of times. <laughs> I managed to, we managed to do it. That's, we did. Uh, that's it. Though. We did. We did. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your practice and your law firm? So, uh, yeah. So we are a, a medium-sized law firm uh, based in Cyprus. We were established in 1999. Um, we have always had um, on a sustainability basis model a client-centric approach uh, with um, focusing on sectorial expertise of our lawyers and um, a utili the utilization of innovative technology. That was the, the three core principles around uh, building up our law firm. Uh, we are currently uh, providing services in all major areas of law. However, we are more focused on uh, uh, banking and financial services, litigation and dispute resolution, uh, corporate, including corporate administration and corporate M&As. Uh, and we do have some other sectorial expertise in um, university sector, um, gaming and lotteries. We also do some uh, uh, insolvency and bankruptcies. So this is overall a very brief uh, overview of our firm. We are four partners at the moment uh, and um, have something like 20 something lawyers. And how about your practice? I mostly do uh, corporate and commercial litigation. Okay, you have to remember that Cyprus is not that big jurisdiction. It's a small jurisdiction. So uh, we, we developed our practice uh, in the, back in the days, basically trying to do as many things as possible, get as much experience as possible. But I ended up doing commercial and corporate litigation. Uh, with some uh, criminal law procedures as well. Uh, I do, uh, apart from litigations, I also do some uh, uh, corporate advisory, M&As. Um, this is my basically where I, I currently stand. 
That's great. And so what would you say is your biggest challenge at the moment? The biggest challenge at the moment. Okay, so currently I'm um, basically to basically we are managing the firm two partners of the firm are managing the firm so uh, managing the firm is the biggest challenge right now <laughs> it's it's not law it's not the regulation that is keep uh, it, it it keeps changing it's uh, uh, regulation in our uh, in our fields of practice are uh, more than ever but uh, I think that managing people and managing the firm is the biggest challenge. Uh, we always um, thought of our firm as having a teamwork um, rewarding policy. So that steadily led to all part participants, stakeholders, partners and associates developing a sense of community. So, <laughs> That sense of community requires uh, constant attention, uh, and this, and I mean, I, I'm talking about attention to um, uh, concepts like respect, tolerance, uh, accommodation, diversification. Uh, these are concepts that you need to keep them uh, constantly. Uh, I, you have to have them constantly in mind and be facilitating with people and try to have uh, this uh, commonness in how people see um, uh, the rest of the people around them and uh, in the firm and in the community. Yeah. So yeah, managing the firm, it's, it's exhaustive, it's rewarding, but it's exhaustive. <laughs> How, how is that something that, how, how that is, that is a big challenge. So how is that something that you work at trying to keep that sense of community and keep those principles in mind as you also manage your practice? Okay. Uh, so you certainly need to have uh, attention to detail. You have to be open-minded and ready to listen to everyone. Um, you have to be fair and uh, to everybody and uh, you certainly need to have a provide a certain and uniform direction for everybody to to follow but uh, apart from this i think that the uh, the golden thread here is that you have to take one thing at a time <laughs> Uh, do that, then move to the next. Uh, otherwise, it's just a notion of uh, of, uh, of matters that you need to resolve. And it's what I said, it's, uh, you, you cannot uh, surface out of that. Yeah, yeah. So what has been the biggest surprise for you in the last few months then and why? First of all, uh, I'm surprised about our membership in ILM. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, to be honest, we uh, wanted to be part of a, of a global community and uh, I'm overwhelmed by the 
number of webinars and seminars and everything. So I, I honestly, I'm so overwhelmed. I, I don't, I can't, I, sometimes I feel like I can't follow all of that. Thank God people in our firm are following it and they keep me, keeping me updated. Uh, uh, no, honestly, I think that um, what uh, appears to be a great surprise, which is an unfortunate surprise. Um, it's uh, the daily level of misinformation that we receive via the media. That's a, a huge surprise uh, for me. Not the misinformation per se, but the readiness of people to accept and side with uh, uh, information that tends to elevate uh, confrontational approach towards everything. This is my, my greatest surprise nowadays. And for, uh, I mean, for quite some long now, but I'm, I, I'm keep surprising on how ready people are, uh, are uh, ready to side, to take sides and confront. Um, if someone would think that uh, humility, respect, and uh, tolerance would be the, the lessons that we should have received from the previous century, uh, it appears that this is not the case on a daily basis. Um, yeah, uh, this applies to important and important discussions. It's uh, all over the place. And um, and the social media, they basically magnify this disappointment. So my biggest surprise is a disappointment. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's true. Um, so yeah, I think that's a, an important point and a good lesson for a lot of people. Um, so not unrelated to that, um, what's the biggest area related to your practice or the legal industry that you're curious about and, uh, and why is that? Um, yeah, so it's not unrelated actually because it has to do with uh, the technology era that we are living. Uh, I don't know how it would, that would sound. I mean, I believe that the biggest area we are curious right now is the development of smart contracts and uh, the, the story and the frenzy and the um, hype around it. Uh, I, I'm quite fascinated about them and I'm curious to see where this will lead us or leave us. Uh, as a firm, we are already, we are determined, we are already engaging professionally on the area, trying to advise and uh, connect people around it. But we only speculate on where this um, will go, to what lengths and what is going to be the aftermath. Um, I was always a tech guy, a geek <laughs> around tech. So yeah, I foresee that smart contracts uh, will be a technological leap also in the legal profession. But I I'm still curious to see how long it will take and where do we go from there. So yeah, I'm curious about it. It's a, it's a, a whole new area that uh, I'm um, fascinated and I'm willing to, to review in the next uh, months. 
Yeah. I mean, the thing that strikes me about a lot of the technological advances that I've seen in the legal profession recently is that um, obviously they're exciting. And I think they speak a lot to the efficiency of um, the profession and um, the, uh, the cost cutting for clients, which is, is great. And, and, um, and really wonderful, but um, I like a lot of people um, wonder about the impact on younger lawyers, because I think there's always, I never worry about where the profession of lawyers is going, because I think there's always going to be a need for legal counsel, um, trusted advisors who can advise on what your business needs to do. um, And those, those types of things. But I wonder, especially now that the the rise of remote working and and that type of thing, you know, wh- how are we going to look to train our younger lawyers and the way that obviously you were brought up in in learning the law and, and how that's going to look different for your 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 younger lawyers. So I'm wondering how have you maybe changed the way that you interact with some of your associates and what you see the impact on that going forward. It's, first of all, this uh, was one of the hot topics we had on our um, basically AGM of our, my firm. Uh, we spend most of the time basically trying to uh, assess the change in the profession, how the profession is changing, and w- exactly try to visualize what the profession is going to be in the next five years, 10 years, and so on. Uh, yeah, I mean, the law, uh, the lawyer will be needed, uh, as I understand, for years to come. What he'll be needed to be doing, more or less, is going to be involved in resolving disputes or resolving uh, aspects or advising as to how uh, corporations or uh, private individuals can uh, enter into a mutually beneficial relationship. Uh, however, uh, yeah, it's changing. I mean, especially uh, the pandemic was a, a, a catalyst. Uh, it was uh, it, it basically even the the even people who wouldn't believe it they basically were forced to accept it, that uh, you don't need to be sitting on a, on, uh, on a city office and uh, waiting there to see clients. And no, it's, not, it's, it's, it's happening over the, the platforms now. So now, how will uh, new lawyers be brought up unavoidably uh, for me, uh, as I, I remember it, it, it wasn't anything else than uh, who uh, you had as a mentor, as a senior, uh, when you were a junior, okay? Because you would take a direction out of him. You would uh, get an instruction. Uh, as, as far as your senior is a person than that, is willing to train you, to put you in a, in a, in a path for you to develop, then 
I believe that this can still be done over uh, technology, technological means. I mean, uh, through platforms, through a daily uh, assessment or a day, not assessment, a daily meeting over uh, Zoom or whatever. I, I, I'm constantly talking with my people over uh, groups and uh, Zoom, etc. So I believe that adaptation is going to be the easy part. Uh, I, I believe that the difficult part is for us to to accept that we are moving forward. We, we uh, times are changing, and we need to to proceed. We need to find ways to accommodate uh, the best uh, provision of our services. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and you mentioned mentorship uh, before, and I think that's really important too, you know, not just your seniors, but um, who the people who are your mentors and who has been the biggest mentor in your career? There have been people, many people who have me, helped me in my careers in many ways. Uh, this is either because of their positive behavior or because of their negative behavior. <laughs> so I consider them both mentors. Yeah. Uh, Overall, I don't keep hard feelings against any person. And the reason why I don't do that is because whatever the energy received by a person, I focus to understand everything around it. Why? I always look for whys. Um, and once you pose them, uh, your uh, brain is uh, ready to calculate the answer. Um, so I consider many people as... Uh, my mentors um, now so that i don't leave the question on this general level <laughs> if you ask me uh, um, who mentored me to think like that then the clear answer there is that it's my father <laughs> he always asked why he used to say that uh, you, in any matter, you have to elevate from the circumstances. Uh, you have you you need to employ a bird's eye view uh, and review everything impartially, uh, and only then you would be able to see the complete the whole. So I keep this as a major <laughs> uh, compass in my daily life. That's really wonderful. That's really wonderful. And what has been the most important lesson you've learned over your career? Is that related to that? Yeah, of course, uh, it's related. You need to trust uh, your colleagues. Uh, you need to be able to, 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 to rely on them. Uh, it's difficult. No, um, many times you, you find yourself knowing something, you just know something, okay? Uh, but you just don't have either the time or the strength or the uh, um, tools to, to, to just do it. So you need to trust people. You need to, to be able to rely on, on, on other people and their skills to perform uh, what needs to be performed. 
uh, you need to be able to cooperate. You need to be able to associate, uh, discuss. Um, so you have to be open. Uh, uh, that, I think this is the most important lesson I learned uh, throughout the years. It's easy not to do that. It's easy to, to just say, oh, I'm keeping my things around me and I'm doing what I know best. And I, of course, I'm not going to spend time in, uh, in younger lawyers and I'm not going to um, spend time into a case in which I feel A, B, or C. No. If you cooperate, if you uh, find the synergies, um, uh, then the results are uh, great and are rewarding. And I think that this is the best uh, lesson I've learned in my career. Well, and that, to me, I mean, you know, we talk a lot about lawyers um, as part of a law firm being in a partnership. And to me, that's really the essence of a partnership. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You need to be able to. I mean, I mean, even on the partners level, I mean, it's no wonder that uh, um, partnerships, people that cooperate, people that partner together to, to engage into the profession, uh, my understanding is that they are doing better than people who are practicing alone, my understanding. Uh, and even at least in Cyprus, uh, I'm not gonna say, uh, uh, something outside Cyprus because I don't have the first-hand experience. Uh, even in Cyprus, even offices that uh, remain as a single uh, figure uh, offices, either through the next generation or either the generation after that, uh, they, they either merged with other offices or they either uh, accepted more uh, uh, partners in so yeah I mean it's there it's 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 in front of us it's uh, synergies it's uh, what uh, it's a key uh, to to a better uh, professional life it's true that's how the ILN works yeah exactly yeah as I said before <laughs> <laughs> if only I had the time to to follow everything well, I know at the time. nobody does except me. Yeah. So that's, uh, I mean, <laughs> so that you way, are the lucky one. <laughs> that's right. So we just, we put it all out there for when you can take the parts of it that work for you. So, but on that note, what does, and I know you haven't had a chance to meet anybody in person yet because you're a recent member, but what does being a part of the ILN mean to you? It was uh, very clear from the beginning for us. Um, the the triggering uh, uh, the triggering point was that we had clients that we need we needed to serve them abroad. Uh, we needed to have uh, uh, the ability to reach out and uh, know that uh, our clients would receive uh, uh, the best uh, service available. Um, so that what made us uh, look um, over the our borders. We, we, in the past, we tried to 
to do it on a bilateral basis, basically find a destination and see who, who, who would be able to cooperate better there. It's, it's very difficult. We would need three lifetimes to achieve <laughs> what ILN already achieved. Uh, so this is, uh, our, this was our uh, main reason for, uh, for uh, reaching out to uh, ILN, basically a global reach. Um, now, apart from that, uh, it's always an interpersonal relationship. It's, uh, it's always the, um, the sense of commitment. It's many other things. Uh, and I believe from the brief uh, period we are uh, um, participating, uh, we believe that we found a very good match. Um, it, time obviously will show better, but this, yeah, we think we are, we are there. Good. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, so what should I ask you that I didn't think to ask? I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I hit you with a hard one. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. So All right. I, am I supposed to, to, to say something? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's a very difficult question, especially when you are the interviewee. It's yes. very difficult to reply to that question. With a question, I know. Yeah. All right, well, I'll leave you with an easier one. What is, aside from everything that's going on in the world right now, what is one thing that you're enjoying? Okay, <laughs> I'm enjoying my family life. I'm enjoying my professional life. Generally, I enjoy life. That's good. Uh, I'm a, I, I, I openly say that I'm a, I'm a life lover. So uh, whatever comes, I'll just take it in and uh, move on. Uh, yeah, life is beautiful. That's really wonderful. Well, on that note, I really appreciate you joining us this week. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners. When you have a moment, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes podcasts um, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you again. Lindsay, thank you very much for having me in this beautiful program. Thank you. Real law firms, real intelligence.